1: Well me, I'm just one man Up on the stage I make my stand Yes it's true, I have a band Up here behind me While you, you've got your crew
0: And the secret Service to Welcome to the Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode 65, and our guest is Chuck Prophet. There's something about the grandeur of the American West, y'all. It's it's simultaneously brand new from a geologic standpoint and ancient in the way that it feels. As a Florida boy, it brings out even more of an open mind in me. I'm able to see things through a fresh lens when I travel and this is especially true in the western United States. I've come to know so many books and musicians as a result of my travels and the open mind that comes along with them. Chuck Prophet's music came into my life after a Green on Red song, his former band came on my Sirius XM channel while driving from Reno to San Francisco. This was several years ago and since then I've become a fan of Chuck's extensive solo work as well. His new record, The Land That Time Forgot, comes out on August 21st, and it's my favorite thing Chuck has done. You can find all things Chuck at chuckprofit.com. Everyone, this is a huge honor. My conversation with Chuck Profit.
1: And the patient is dying So come down off that stage off the stage come on down and take a seat we'll put some john prine on repeat all we're asking is get off the stage if you were an automobile you'd be out of gas hi this is chuck
0: hey chuck it's jason earl from the marinade podcast how you doing
1: not so bad,
0: Jason. Good. Thanks so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to talk with you.
1: Well, all right. I hope uh, I hope I can rise to the occasion.
0: Yeah, don't mess it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much again. I mean, The Land That Time Forgot is um, just an outstanding record. Uh, it's just so wonderful and has given me quite a bit of, of joy and light in the last few days in a, in a particularly difficult time, and I appreciate it, man. Oh sure. How are you? That's that's
1: the that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the kind of stuff we like to hear.
0: Yeah, it's it's great, man. And there's and there's so much I want to talk about with the record, but I I've just been starting all of these um sort of covid series conversations <laughs> by asking how you're doing.
1: Oh, I'm doing. I'm great. You know, I mean, I think the big I don't think it's any secret that musicians are homebodies, you know. Right. Uh so I mean, I'm kind of astonished about how uh, how much I've been running around for I don't know decades. It seems like without pause, really. So when the so when this came down and everybody hit the big pause button, um, it was kind of nice, you know. Uh, although I had a lot of touring in front of me and a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, stuff I was looking forward to. The pause button was kind of nice, but you know, I'm not really worried about today or tomorrow or the next day, but I, I, I do worry about the big picture, mm. uh, you know, so I just try to stay in the moment. Here we are.
0: Yeah, here we are. And so let's talk about the record. Um, the, there's so much about it that I like. And the, the song that just really jumps out at me is get off the stage. The last song on the record. Um, for a lot of reasons but there's some of the some of the wordplay some of the um the phrases i should say like you're an obstruction in democracy's bowel and the patient is dying just jumped out at me as such a uh, a brilliant illustration of this particular administration and uh i wonder when you have because your music is full of the for Decades now, it's full of those kinds of lines, those ones that stick with the listener, that jump out. Are those lines coming to you randomly? Are you are, you, are they coming as a product of sitting down to do the work? What where do some of those gems come from?
1: Well, uh, in that particular song was a co-write, uh, and I wrote it with my friend Kurt, who I wrote pretty much the entire record with. And I mean, we we kind of had. Um, we just had sort of a pile of uh, unfinished uh, you know, Trump songs and uh, I, I probably went on for six months or something, you know and um, we couldn't really agree on much uh, but I eventually went in there by myself and just hammered it out so I can't really take credit for that line but, uh, and there's a lot of great lines that probably ended up uh, you know, on the cutting room floor, but somehow I got that song to work, you know, and I mean, for me, it was like, can I play this live? Is it fun? Is it is it a downer? I mean, do I need to tell the audience that I'm not a fan of Kids in Cages? I mean, wouldn't anybody know just by me standing up there that I'm not a fan of Kids in Cages? So it was it was kind of delicate, you know, and I, I in the end, I got it somewhere that I was happy with, and um you know, um, then then it was then it, before too long, it was I was you know wrapped up in trying to turn it into a record, which was became a whole other thing. you know, how can we turn this into a record? How can we hear the words but not clobber people? So I don't think there's any drums on that track, and um uh, yeah, just you know, I came up with that arrangement, and uh, I'm pleased with how it turned out.
0: Yeah, it turned out really well. I think the one of the, the thing about it that there's all those phrases in there, but the thing about it that really grabs me is the the way you kind of juxtapose you as the as the narrator, you as the singer of the song, with the man who is the president of the United States. Like it it's so stark when you really stop and think about the the life, the the daily life of somebody who is in any walk of life really at this point other than maybe some of somebody who's um, I don't know, in some sort of heinous uh, organization or something but like any juxtaposition with that guy really lays lays bare just how terrible he is and I, I think it's so it's so incredible to think about how how simple it would be to just not choose somebody like that. <laughs> And the way you lay it out, just, I, I do think that you have a different way of saying it. Right. So no. Well, I. I go
1: ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm sorry.
0: Well, no, it's good. I, I just, I was saying, I, you mentioned earlier, like d- nobody who is coming to your music probably has to, has to question whether you're a fan of uh, kids in cages like that. You've made all of that very, really clear, how you feel about some of those things. Um But and we and there's a ton of Trump songs right at this point. But I think the way that you approached it does allow for like a human element that is um, that may even be able to get through to somebody who isn't seeing it still.
1: Well, the thing that the thing that I like about the song, now that I've had time to reflect, is that it's polite, you know, it's polite. I like that I say, please, sir, come down off the stage because, you know, if you've ever had to deal with any real narcissists in your life, I mean, that's really the best way to handle them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I often feel like if Nancy Pelosi just pulled him aside and said, look, you know, uh, we know uh, that you've got a rough job to do and we all really admire you and we think you're doing your best and we just want to say that, you know, because narcissists, they'll just melt. Like the Wicked Witch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that that part of it is that it's polite. And um, honestly, I road tested that song. And if it hadn't gotten the laughs, I don't know if I would have um, cared for it as much. Mm. But it gets the laughs live, you know. Uh, And. I don't think it's a downer. I mean, I had a woman in Houston. Somebody, I played it in Houston, and uh, the promoter was uh, in the back of the room, kind of standing against the back wall, and uh, I mentioned to the crowd that, well, tonight you're going to hear some presidential songs. I have uh, three new presidential songs off my new record. One's about Abraham Lincoln. It's called uh, Paying My Respects to the Train. Mm -hmm. One's about Richard Nixon. It's based on a true story where I grew up in the hometown i grew up in and the third one is shall i say uh more contemporary and the and there was a woman at a table she said oh hell i don't think i'm gonna like this guy (laughs) (laughs) and the the promoter was you know he was watching her the whole time and he said that when it came time around to play get off the stage that that i got laughs out of her you
0: know and so that
1: that that means a lot to me.
0: That's huge, because so yeah, uh, uh, so all of us are are struggling with how do we communicate with someone who's in her shoes. How do you how do I communicate with my dad? How do I communicate with my mom? How do I communicate with people who I love but who somehow still support this person? And I, I just don't want to give up on people. You know, I just I, I don't want to give up on no matter how how despicable I find the beliefs and actions of this person, this president, I don't want to give up on people who for whatever reason continue to support him. Cause I just think it's too important. I, I just think we're, there's too much at stake for us to give up on the people around us. Um, so I love that that song, if it just got through to that one woman and made her think about it differently, then, then you're, then it's worth it.
1: Well, I mean, I got her to laugh at his hair, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I got her to change her belief, uh, 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 I'm not that conceited, you know, but I will, I will say this. I mean, it's, it's one thing to not give up on people and, uh, but, you know, I mean, we, we really do have to look at ourselves and, and, you know, we have to look at when did the democratic party become the party of the elite, you know? Mm. Uh, And I mean, you know, I think George Clooney and people like that got Trump elected and not, not just, not just the elite in terms of the Hollywood elite or. I'm talking about, like, the, edu- the education elite, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you've got uh, Bill and Hillary with their law degrees and their elite crowd, you know. What what happened to the party for the working man, you know? And so, for me, and living in San Francisco, like, I couldn't, I'm, I doubt I could find one person around here that voted for Trump, but you know, it's, I mean, I drive around the country. I mean, I play in places like Pittsburgh and you know, I mean, I find myself at a Walmart on the outskirts of Pittsburgh at three in the morning trying to buy some glue to fix my acoustic when I snapped the neck, and 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 I started just rethinking, you know, like what it, what what people. I started rethinking um, what people call the flyover states. I don't call them flyover states.
0: That that concept. I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I would have to think on that a little bit cuz I I I think you're right in the also in the sense of like um we get lost in our in our bubbles a lot of times cuz that's what we seek out. So for you as a touring musician, you get a chance to you're kind of forced to get out. I mean, that's part of what you do. Um for for me, it's it's I don't leave like a I mean, I travel as much as I can, but I don't on my in, in my day-to-day life leave like a 4-mile radius. And I live in this weird liberal oasis in the middle of Florida. So the people I'm around, I'm getting my same messages parroted back to me. And that can get super unhealthy, you know? And that kind of brings me to what I wanted to ask you about with Nixonland, um, another great song. This this record's fantastic, man. I love every song on it.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't miss. Like, There's not a song on there that doesn't completely grab me and make me want to listen to it again and again and again. Um, But with Nixon Land, you know, it talks about your hometown, also where Nixon's from. And I I wonder, like, how much coming from a place like that, um, and as you describe it, it seems like a very kind of insular place. And and of course, please correct me if I'm wrong, but a a place that maybe um, people get stuck in and not only physically get stuck, but get stuck in their ideas and how much like that that part of your life informs your creative process now?
1: Well, geez, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's true. I grew up in a town called La Habra. I was born in, born in Whittier, California. I grew up in a town called La Habra. It's right on the edge of the orange curtain there, Hmm. Orange County. Uh, you know, I grew up in an area that was once orange groves and I had a pretty idyllic childhood, uh, you Hmm. know, I was a surfer kid, and and uh, everybody I knew played guitar. And uh, oh, cool! It's it, you know, I mean, I, I grew up in a pretty idyllic place, of, you know, three sisters and company car, and 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 you know, a, a middle class life. But you know, my father was definitely uh, Republican. He was an executive for a corporation, and and uh, you know, I can remember even being a kid like driving in the station wagon and. Uh, you know with my dad and there was something on the news probably about caesar chavez and Mm. and and unions and i said dad what you know what's a union (laughs) Mm -hmm. and my dad shook his head he said my dad shook his head he said well son they're bad news (laughs) 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 now i don't even i don't even know if he if he meant that you know yeah yeah but um but you know i grew up with yeah that's the kind of environment that I grew up in, but you know i I grew up I moved out i got I went to san francisco I enrolled in college I dropped out of college i you know I traveled the world with a band you know by the time I was twenty i was and played all over the world and and so my eyes opened up and 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 you know and and living here in San Francisco all these years has also been an education for me an education in different kinds of people and races and colors and sexes and I mean, I'm right here in the Castro district right now during pride, you know. Oh, so wow. So yeah, so I I I, I had mentioned this to my friend Kurt who I wrote this record with. I said, Yeah, I think when I was like in the fourth grade my classroom took a field trip and they said, Children, you know, they took us to this building downtown and they said, Okay, children, look around. I want you to I want you to look around. This you are now standing in the home of what at one time was richard nixon's first law office <laughs> and and uh you know that's uh, that was our tax dollars hard at work and i oh my gosh. I, I, I i didn't know if i i, I didn't know if i dreamed that up yeah you know but i looked it up and of course you can look up anything these days and there was a building downtown now there was a plaque they, the building got torn and subsequently been torn down in the 90s but they put a plaque there and yeah that was where i went and so you know, Nixon was everywhere when I was a kid. Plus, we used to go to San Clemente, and my family would go camping and we'd go surfing, and, and we'd go grunion hunting along, like uh, during a full moon. And my sister and I were walking with a tail, picking fish as they wash up. You know, mm-hmm. and a security guard like stopped us on the sand and said, "I'm sorry, but you can't go any further." And he pointed up towards the mansion. and said, "Yeah, that's, you know, you can't go any further." and so we were right there uh, below the cliffs of Nixon's uh, mansion and so i was kind of fascinated by richard nixon growing up and i, I, I you know i felt like uh i felt like he deserved a song <laughs> 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 just just as much as the next guy
0: trump trump songs and nixon songs you got, you got a whole batch yeah. you could have like a a double lp next time once, yeah. one side one disc is uh, Trump songs and the next one is Nixon songs or vice versa um, the this record and uh, your records in general but also it comes up in uh, on your, your 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 I guess now defunct blog for quite some time um, but uh, in your work in general there's just this this through current of really great storytelling and so I wonder if how much you think about, stories and the structure of stories? um, And like, what is it that makes a good story in your mind?
1: Oh, geez. Well, I mean, I I guess what makes a good story is that you wonder what's going to happen next. I mean, Mm. uh, and storytelling, you know, be it in film or, you know, the oral tradition or songwriting. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I mean, ideally you give a shit about people in the story and, and you can't help but wonder what happens next. I mean, um, yeah, that's about it really. You know, I mean, I can quote other people
0: <laughs> who know
1: much, who know much more about these things. You know, I mean, Elmore Leonard is a kind of influence, uh, you know, David Mamet, and, mm. you know, uh, um, Elmore Leonard says, you know, don't don't describe what people are wearing. Just 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 get them talking.
0: Yeah. I just read Stephen King's on writing and he talks a little bit about that idea of like of, you know, and I, other people have said it too, the show show the the listener or the reader, don't tell them. And that is it's tough, but you do it beautifully. Um what what ha- I mentioned the blog earlier, I went back and, and read through some stuff. It seemed like you were pretty steadily keeping up, like documenting, uh, your life in the road. Uh, do you have, do you do that kind of thing anywhere else or? Yeah, just... I
1: have, a, I have, I have like a newsletter that, okay. that I, uh, it's a, it's a non HTML newsletter that I, it gives me a chance to connect with my audience really, uh, outside of the organized media.
0: And so folks can just sign up for that, like on the website or through your social media.
1: Yeah, that's really the best way. I mean, that's, you know, I don't waste people's time. I I, I try to write something engaging and that's kind of how I connect with directly with my audience. Really. I mean, less and less, I'm less and less really part of the greater, media at media at large
0: mm. how um, the, the record comes out on August 21st and the there's a biography uh, coming out the same day how involved were you in the writing of that particular book
1: well it's written by a professor of film uh, at Winchester University uh, in, in England uh, Stevie Simpkin mm-hmm. He's written like six or seven books, and, you know, he pitched the idea to me a couple times, and I, I resisted it. And then, I don't know, one day I just decided that I'd be willing to sit down and talk. And so he came over from England probably four times, uh, and we sat together and, and talked. And, and uh, you know, there's a, it's, it's not my book. Mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a painstakingly researched book. Um, and, uh, it covers a lot of ground. I mean, it's, a, I would say it's, it's more of an academic book. It mostly talks about the work and songs. And of course I was in another band called green on red.
0: And, yeah.
1: Uh, in my early twenties and a lot of that's covered. And that's pretty interesting to me because, um, you know, it's just because I haven't really revisited some of that stuff. And, and he dug up a lot of, dug up a lot of sources and, like I said, he really uh, researched it. And, you know, I mean, it's not my book. It's like I tell people. It's like I told the writer, I told Stevie, I said, in order for this to be a good book, you're going to have to betray me somewhere along the line. I hope yeah. you know that. <laughs> Got to keep you, know, you guessing. And I, and, I said, and I said, you know, we probably, it's, you know, it's unlikely that we're going to be friends at the end of this. <laughs> they never are. I mean, you know, I mean, if you read like these biographies, like a Steve Jobs biography, you read the Neil Young biography, or, you know, Winston Churchill, all these, you know, towards the end, the biographer starts to turn on the subject a little
0: bit. <laughs> well, don't give away too much, but did that happen with this? No, no. <laughs> I
1: he, 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 he let me go through uh, an early draft and, um, you know, I wasn't really at liberty to change anything, but there were a few things that I thought maybe were a little unfair. And I at least, got to have my say so i haven't read a, i'll never read the finished book but oh, interesting. You know, that's that's
0: it you mentioned revisiting green on red and i i was late to the green on red party but when i finally discovered uh the band i, I really fell hard and you said that you kind of like uh i think your words were that you hadn't revisited that stuff um what it, i would assume you get asked about those days a lot is that not true
1: Well, less and less, you know. I mean, I've done a lot since then. There's plenty to talk about, you know. Um, But, I mean, I'm pretty much an open book.
0: Why did you resist the book then? Why did you resist the...
1: Well, I mean, I resisted it because it just seems kind of final. I feel (laughs) like, You know, even, I'm at a certain age now, and, and honestly, I really feel like I'm just getting the hang of what I'm doing. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, there's something about a book that's kind of final. It's kind of like a box set, you know? People, they might get a Duke Ellington box set for Christmas, and they put it up, you know, they open it up on Christmas, they look at it, and then they put it on a shelf, and they never play it again, you know? Yeah. And that's 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 the way I feel about once you've been put in a box set. So, I just felt it kind of had that, sent to it and uh I wasn't excited about it but in many ways it's like if it if it enables people to tap into the music somewhere along the way and and maybe buy a record or turn somebody onto a record or come out to a show you know that's 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 what I that's where I live
0: yeah have you always
1: for it And, and I can't listen the book can't all be flattering
0: right well yeah I mean you're human (laughs) <laughs> right like yeah. and and for it to be a compelling read i mean we don't you know we need to know all the don't need to that's the wrong word but it's nice to know uh it's nice to know all all the bits all the good stuff and the not so good stuff and the in between because otherwise it's just it's like this uh ideal and that ideal can fall pretty flat
1: yeah well you know you uh, you let me know when they write the book on you and start talking to your ex-girlfriend tell me how you feel
0: feel. (laughs) oh man if anybody writes a book about me and starts talking to my ex-girlfriends i'm going to be really grateful that i didn't burn very many bridges is
1: what i'm Oh good for for. you yeah
0: i'm going to try to keep that up as much as possible um i skipped over asking you about the video for um for get off the stage. And I, I was just looking through the comments and stuff earlier. And uh, it was directed by Kendra Morris and created by Kendra Morris and a friend of the Marinade podcast, Julia Haltz again, which is really cool. Excellent. And th- yeah, she was on the show. She's amazing. Um, yeah,
1: I really like those. I really like that team. One of the things that turned me on to them was uh, my original conversation was that she came from a singer-songwriter background and really um, just kind of taught herself to do this mm. out of, out of pure, purely out of necessity and kind of understood where I was at, you know, in terms of uh, trying to find a way to, to um, bring the song to life in the form of a video. So, you know, I knew I was talking to somebody that's a practitioner, and I was talking to somebody that, you know, understands Right.
0: That's awesome. Well, Matt. That's all, the other I'm trying I can't remember which other video I watched off the top of my head, but the videos so far are all fantastic and it's really cool how they videos can be kind of tricky, of course, but they they bring Oh, Nixonland was the other video that I saw. Um in uh they they bring the songs to life without necessarily uh pushing you in one direction or the other, but like some of those images uh, they get off the stage. So, the line that I mentioned earlier about the obstruction in democracy's bowel—they knocked that out of the park, man. It was just such. Yeah. A, <laughs> it's so silly, but also so gross. And <laughs> yeah, the there's a close up for folks who are listening. They should watch this video with the close up of his mouth when you talk about his mouth. Is just like I was eating a sandwich and I was just like almost got sick. <laughs> so gross.
1: <laughs>
0: so good, man. Um, you're, You got a show on Gimme Country on Fridays. Um, what does that process look like when you're putting together um, uh, a playlist for a show like that?
1: Oh, I just love it. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, it gives me an excuse to dig back to a lot of music that I listened to growing up, you know. Um, it gives me an opportunity to, you know, there's a lot of horsepower under the hood of that app. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. these guys, the Gimme Country guys have created this really cool online station where the chat side is really, um, uh, I don't know, user friendly. and and, uh, So it, it was a real unexpected bonus that I would find myself hanging out on Friday afternoons with people from all over the world. A lot of these people, I know them from the merch tables, or I know them from the crowds, uh, Uh, you know, over the years, and so we all hang out and uh, listen to records. And of course, I get to pick the records, so I'm happy. And uh, it's just it's been it's been wonderful.
0: That's especially during this
1: pandemic. Yeah, especially during this pandemic, it's just been a. My wife listens to it, and she she needs to listen to it in a different room
0: from me. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, and she just she said it first she said you know it just gives me a real warm feeling. So,
0: oh, that's great. I, I haven't listened yet. Yeah. I'm definitely going to listen tomorrow. That's awesome.
1: It's a great product. I really, um, I really uh, stand by it. You know, and these guys uh, are. Of course, we're. I, I'm. I'm. I'm in San Francisco. And I'm talking to you from San Francisco, and here in San Francisco, you know, in many ways, this is startup. City, USA, mm-hmm. and, and these guys uh, that formed the Gimme Country uh, station, they came out of places like Listen.com and Beats Music, and, and um, they, they just felt that there were two kind of genres of music that were completely ignored by the organized media, and that's heavy metal or just metal and country music. Mm. And so they've got a thing called Gimme Metal, and this is the Bay Area, of course, the home of Metallica and Exodus and all that stuff. And so they've got some local DJs that can talk about, you know, the origins of metal. And uh, they gave me a country music show, so it's, a, it's it's great for it's a great opportunity for me to talk about Jason the Scorchers and rank and File and and the Judds, and you know, talk about Joe Tex, uh, you know, a great soul singer who made all of his records in Nashville. Mm. a lot of people aren't aware of. And, and it just gives me an opportunity to, to spin records and hang out with my audience. Cause I missed them, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, the I was reflecting on this and like trying to learn lessons from the pandemic and ways to continue to connect with people or ways to continue to. So for example, with the podcast, most of the time we do it face to face. I wait till somebody gets to town and then we sit face to face because there is something different about being able to see somebody's body language and, um uh, be able to look them in the eye when you're talking to them r- versus if I'm doing a phoneer. I don't mind phoners. I enjoy them, but I just think it's di- it's different and there's a connection you get face to face in in some ways. But one thing that's been really oh, cool, yeah. yeah, but but the th- it's forcing me though to think about ways to make those connections without getting to see people up close and I think that's kind of healthy.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean I mean, you know, talk to a blind person Right. You know they love the phone. Right. Blind people love the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you can't get Stevie Wonder off the phone. <laughs> you know they yeah. they don't get that face to face stuff.
0: Oh, I'd like to get Stevie Wonder on the phone. Maybe I'll try that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> uh,
0: it's worth an email. That's yeah, for sure. it's true.
1: I mean, I mean, I mean, it's true. That was like I said, that was an unexpected bonus to the show that I didn't see coming the fact that there's a chat site uh, for people to uh, jump in and converse and, and throw shade. And, and um, you know, I know some of these people. And, the innu- you know, the innuendos start flying and we're listening to, to uh, um, music together. And it's like having them over, uh, hanging out, listening to the records. So it's, uh, it's something I look forward to.
0: What kind of shade do you get? The
1: people in the chat side throw shade at each other.
0: Oh, at yeah. each other. Okay. It's great. Yeah. That's funny. Are these, somebody and,
1: says, you, know, you know, somebody will, you know, really zero in on one of the, one of the, the ladies and she'll say, what is this Tinder? Yeah. <laughs> where are you, you know, where are you from? What are your hobbies? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's so great. Oh man. But people
1: are, you know, people will say like, Oh, I'm, I'm you know, I'm in Helsinki or I'm in Newcastle or I'm in, uh, wow. you know, Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah. Chucky, never come, Chucky, never come to Arkansas.
0: Yeah. I, I love that on your Twitter, how you said yeah, your Twitter profile says something like, um, you can, you can, uh, drop in the comments here. What, when are you coming to Atlanta or you can follow this link here?
1: <laughs> yeah. It'll tell you. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Sign up for the newsletter and get updates. Oh, man. Chuck, what are you... We always end on... Thank you for everything. We always end on um, what you're consuming, so I think that's a good segue. Like, what what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you, what art has you fired up at the moment? Maybe a book. Well,
1: I have, I have... Yeah, I have a book club going with my friend Kevin Walters, and we're both reading uh, The Liars Club by Mary Carr because, you know, uh, we've been told that it's the definitive, uh, you know, memoir... Uh, It's a gold standard of memoirs, and she's a character, so uh, I've been enjoying that. Uh, I'm also reading The New Yorker. I'm just reading about this Chinese artist who's uh, uh, doing a lot of graffiti, somebody that came over here from China that hasn't been allowed to go back. So there's some people who've been quarantined as a result of the pandemic and how they're coping and... Uh, and having an outsider's eye, you know. Uh, I'm a fan of Jacob Holt. He's a he's a photographer who was a Danish. He is a Danish guy who immersed himself in the American inner cities and took a lot of photos. I just did a video with some of his uh, photos for a song called um, Willy and Nilly. Oh, I
0: love and that And so
1: I've been, I've been studying a lot of his photography and, you know, reading The New Yorker, reading Mary Carr. I've just Finished a book about the film Chinatown, and and uh, and I've been playing guitar. I've been playing like I've been I've been learning guitar, like learning, um, you know, learning like uh, James Burton uh, guitar breaks off the off uh, Ricky Nelson records, things like that. That mm. that I just wouldn't the kind of things that I just wouldn't really um, give myself turn myself over and do, you know.
0: You wouldn't turn yourself over and do unless you were in the current situation where we're all quarantined. Yeah, it's
1: like, I mean, when I'm, you know, my everyday life, I'm making a record, getting ready to make a record, going on tour, getting over being on tour, trying Mm. to gear up for another tour. And so I don't, you know.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: So I don't really get a chance to, you know, sit down and learn those, James Burton guitar breaks Like I've always wanted to
0: Yeah So why Why James Burton in particular?
1: Oh just such a great guitar player I mean He's yeah. he's on the, those Ricky Nelson records On some of those Emmy Lou records And the Merle Haggard records He has a kind of A signature style And you know There's like a break On Hello Mary Lou By Rick Nelson It's like I don't know if the whole thing Is 10 seconds But it's pretty much Like A book You know Right
0: <laughs> It's is, a
1: thick book.
0: Is anything coming up as you're as you're learning those licks? Is there anything coming up that you feel like is going to translate into your own music?
1: Well, it can't help it. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever quote it, but that's the way it works, you know. Right. I mean, that's the way it works. Ten years down the road, you're you're doing something, and and, and you find that that James Burton lick just slides right in there. Mm. Who knows? Right, but, but that's what we do. I mean, I mean, if you want to, I mean, if you want to write, write, you know, it's probably a good idea to read.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: it, so, and I I feel that way about listening, you know. Um, so I've had the opportunity to do a lot of listening, and and I've been enjoying it.
0: That's great, man. Right. You mentioned willy and nilly. Uh, that's the fifth track on the record, and that's a that is a. I should have led with that when I was talking about storytelling. That is such a perfect example of what I mean when I talk about the way you tell stories. Those two characters come to life in such a bright way and you can empathize with them and you can kind of get frustrated with them and you can connect to them even though their lives are very different than my own. I felt a a certain connection to them in different ways. Um, That is a perfect example of what I was trying to say earlier.
1: Well, I mean, I think there's a little bit of myself in there. I mean, I was was a pretty big fuck-up and... I think that, you know, I think you can romanticize just about anything if you give it enough distance.
0: Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) So it's kind of, you know, I really think of that as being a best of times. Yeah. Worst of times kind of a song.
0: Yeah. Youthful Folly. Yeah. That's beautifully said. Man thank you so much. This has been amazing. I'm going to let you go, but I just so greatly appreciate your new record. It comes out in August on the 21st. Uh, I'm excited to read the book and I'm definitely going to tune in tomorrow and hopefully nobody throws shade at me in the um, comments. Oh,
1: jump in. (laughs) Jump in. Make make yourself known. Okay, I I will. I'll I'll introduce you to the crowd. And listen, I appreciate the attention and And, uh, you know, I mean, you created this, this podcast out of dirt, you know, nobody created it for you and, and, um, and, and, you know, you, you sought out these people to talk to and I think, you know, you're doing a really cool service. So I appreciate being included.
0: Thank you Thank you, Chuck. This has been such a pleasure. I'm really grateful. Have a wonderful rest of your day, man
1: you too brother I'll catch you around I'll, ca- I'll see you uh, on the trip in the country show that
0: sounds oh. great I can't wait okay cheers brother alright All right. Right, bye
1: All right, bye alright bye try to love somebody else whatever you do just get off the stage get off the stage
0: Chuck Profit, y'all, what an honor. Thank you so much, Chuck. The Land That Time Forgot and Steve Simpkins' biography of Chuck, What Makes the Monkey Dance, will be released on August 21st. Uh, ChuckProfit.com is a good place to keep up with all things related to Chuck. His website's really cool. He's got all kinds of information on there. He's uh, He's got a really good online presence in general. Follow him on Twitter if you don't already. Chuck's a really good follow on Twitter. He does a good job of balancing content over there and uh, he's just such a smart guy as you could tell from the conversation so follow him on social media and at chuckprofit.com and look for that record it is just so good and I'm excited for folks to hear it speaking of which give the marinade a follow on twitter instagram and facebook we're doing a really fun thing over on twitter right now Uh, really I'm trying to do it on all three platforms but I'm doing a good job i think of keeping up with it on twitter especially and that is looking back at three years of the marinade september 7th was uh the day we released episode one and so um i wanted to kind of do a couple of episodes a day as we lead up to the three-year anniversary of the show and head over to marinadepodcast.com to keep up with all of that as well i also have written pieces new episodes um concert photography, our store where you can get hats and shirts and all kinds of things available there as well. If you really like what we're doing, please consider joining our Patreon community where for just a few bucks a month, you can get exclusive content like our show Jason's Journey where I talk about the moments that have shaped my creative life. Also, we just connect on a deeper level there. It's a fun way to deep dive into this wonderful creative world we've made and if you can swing it, we appreciate it. If not, just tell a friend about the show. Give us a subscribe on your podcast app. Um, follow us on social media. As I mentioned, share things on social media. That makes a big difference. But word of mouth is probably the best way to tell people about the show. And um, and I just hope more people get to hear these conversations because we're so fortunate to have such incredible, incredible guests. All right, y'all, it's time for what I'm getting down on, the segment of the show where I talk about the art that is inspiring me at the moment There's a TV show that really has my attention right now. My partner, Chris turned me on to, it's called undone. It's available on Amazon prime. Um, it's, uh, so a woman wakes up from a, from a coma. She starts seeing her dead father who enlists her to help figure out who killed him. It's so well written. It's done in that style. And I don't know the name of it, but that style, uh, where they paint over the live action. Um, loving Vincent was uh, done that way with oil painting Uh, A Scanner Darkly is the one that comes to mind that's done that same or similar kind of um, style. This this show is so well written. Rosa Salazar is hilarious as uh, Alma Winograd Diaz. Just so, so good. Music-wise, I want to recommend Desert Noises. Um, They've been around a while. They have a new record coming out soon. And they kind of have this like Band of Horses vibe. Just really, really cool rock and roll music. Um, and they have that new record coming out, so stay tuned for that. Blitz and Trapper, who I've loved for so long, has a new single from their forthcoming record, Holy Smokes Future Jokes. Um, that record is set for release on September 11th. Um, the record was inspired by Lincoln in the Bardo by George Saunders, which you may recall me raving about in this space about, I don't know, a year ago or so I read that book. Um, so look for that, too. Love Blitz and Trapper. If you've never seen them live, just professionals know how to rock great great band and great songs really really wonderful songs Um, they've been at it for a long time so if you're not familiar check it out if you are familiar uh, new stuff coming your way from those guys again so many great records still can't get away from italian ice by nicole atkins who was our last guest um, and this new record by chuck Just so much great stuff. Elliot Bronson, who was on the show a few episodes ago, his new record is finally out and in the world, uh, Empty Spaces. So check that out if you haven't already. All right, y'all. It is raining here, as you can probably hear, and the pups are restless. And so I'm going to go for now. But thank you so much for listening. Chuck, thank you again for your time and energy. Everyone, if you can, go out and create something. Um, If not, hang in there till next time. Cheers, y'all.